All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords. Noram joins us uh, for good morning, uh, keyword news, sorry. Good morning, Adam. <laughs> good morning, Sunny. How are <laughs> good you? Good morning, news. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it's, uh, we're halfway through the week. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. It's a hump day, so yes. we're halfway there until yes, Friday. Just there. two days to go. Mm-hmm. Well, three days, including today. Looking it's still early. Looking forward to that, yeah. our weekend. Um, okay, so let's just jump into our first keyword of today. Mm-hmm. Suspected Omicron cases. Yes, the first suspected cases of the Omicron variant of COVID-19 have been detected in Korea. So what's Mm. the latest? Yeah, a couple living in Incheon are suspected to be uh, confirmed with the Omicron variant. They visited Nigeria from November 14th to the 23rd and tested positive upon arrival in Korea Mm -hmm. uh, on uh, November 25th. Now, the couple both received their second Moderna jabs last month. So uh, it seems that these are breakthrough uh, Breakthrough infections as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, Genome analysis is underway with the results expected to come out later today, in fact. So Mm -hmm. we'll have some confirmation later. Uh, Two others who actually picked them up from the airport were also confirmed with the virus. They are suspected to have the new variant as well. Mm. Health authorities are currently tracing the people who were on the same flight too. Uh, Of 81 passengers, 45 arrived in Korea. The Others um, uh, were on a layoff, so they uh-huh. uh, unboarded the, uh, or got off the plane beforehand. Okay. And the nationalities of the arrivals are under investigation. Mm. Now, the government has decided to form a task force to discuss ways of coping with the spread of Omicron and stopping the inflow of the variant into the country. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have more updates on that Yeah, soon. so we'll be uh, looking to the updates coming mm-hmm. uh, tonight. Uh, how concerned should we be about the Omicron variant, do you think? Well, Well, according to a South African doctor who actually raised the alarm over Omicron, says her patients suspected of having the new variant had only shown mild symptoms and Mm. recovered fully without hospitalization, basically saying they were being uh, treated at home. So it's not as serious as we had imagined? Uh, Not according to this doctor anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, who goes by the name of Angelique uh, Coetzee, who is the chair of South African Medical Association. She told Reuters that she noticed seven patients at her clinic who had symptoms that were different from from the dominant Delta variant. Mm. She said the symptoms were very mild. Uh, they mostly consisted of fatigue, body aches, and headaches. She said symptoms at that stage were very much related to normal viral infection. Mm. Uh, Kurtzi said Omicron is being primarily observed in people aged 40 or younger, and almost half that she treated uh, were not vaccinated. So she's kind of downplaying the risks mm-hmm. of this Omicron variant. I mean, investigations are underway, so we'll have Right. There is still more research being conducted on it. Yes. We'll we'll be looking at the Omicron also later in our question unboxing. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's turn to our second pick of the day. First young COVID death. The number of critically ill patients in Korea hit a fresh high. And we've also seen the first pediatric death from COVID-19. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, The child had an existing medical condition and was confirmed to have been infected with the coronavirus in a post-mortem test. The Uh. KDCA did not make public the child's age or gender for privacy Mm -hmm. reasons, of course, but the Korea Herald reported that the child was a five-year-old girl. Mm. Right. Uh, When she was brought into the hospital's emergency services isolation unit on Sunday, her heart had already stopped. Mm. Uh, The medics performed CPR for about 20 minutes 
uh, but unfortunately she could not be resuscitated. Health authorities are currently tracing the path of the infection and will conduct an analysis to mm-hmm. determine the exact cause of the child's death. Now, Korea did report its first COVID-19 fetal death a couple of weeks ago, but the KDCA excluded that case from its right. COVID-19 stats mm-hmm. as the fetus uh, died before birth registration. So quite an unfortunate yeah, story there. really saddened by that mm. news. Um, let's turn to our third keyword of the day. Global Posture Review. The Pentagon has released its Global Posture Review, which aims to determine military posture around the world. Mm-hmm. So what was Seoul's reaction? Yeah, the South Korean military says the outcome of the GPR suggests that Seoul and Washington agree on the mutual importance of their alliance. The Defense Ministry spokesperson, Pusung Chan, said the GPR is the result of continuous communication between mm-hmm. defense officials from the two countries. He added that Washington had informed Seoul in advance about matters concerning the Korean Peninsula. Uh, The Pentagon said the review directs additional cooperation with allies and partners in the Indo-Pacific to advance initiatives that contribute to regional stability and deter potential Chinese military aggression and threats from North Korea. Mm. The primary focus of this GPR was basically threats from China and North Korea. Now, there was no mention of any realignment of the U.S. forces Korea, Mm -hmm. but the review did decide to permanently station the uh, rotational Apache attack helicopter unit and artillery division headquarters in the country. Now, with growing emphasis on deterring Chinese aggression, the U.S. is speculated to be seeking to mobilize the USFK for broader regional roles, not Mm. just for uh, protecting the Korean Peninsula. Uh, So Seoul and Washington are actually scheduled to hold annual defense talks uh, tomorrow. It's called the Security Consultative Meeting. Mm -hmm. It will be attended by Defense Minister Seok and his U.S. counterpart uh, Lloyd Austin. Yes. So at the moment, no hinting of any major Mm. uh, realignment of American forces here here in Korea. Mm. Okay. And moving on to our fourth keyword of the day. Record exports. Yes, Korea's small and medium-sized businesses have posted record exports amid a global economic recovery. So Mm -hmm. can you run us through the numbers? Sure. The uh, government says that the amount of exports by SMEs so far this year has surpassed the 2018 record of $105.2 billion. It did dip slightly uh, in 2019 Mm. and 2020. Uh, It also represents 18% of the total exports reported so far this year. Uh, The total amount of exports by SMEs has increased by 26% since 2010 when data was first compiled. Now, Mm. in the first 10 months of this year, Korean SMEs exported more than $95 billion worth of goods. That's up nearly 27% on year. Mm. By item, plastics took up the biggest portion of exports. Mm -hmm. Cosmetics were ranked second, uh, making a major leap from 2010 when they were actually ranked far lower at uh, 62nd place. A major leap there. So uh, I think it's probably the effects of Hallyu and all these yeah. uh, dramas and K-pop stars that are uh, creating a, a, a good uh, promotional effect for these Korean cosmetic products. Mm-hmm. Semiconductor equipment and medical supplies were also among the top export items on the back of increased demand for chips and, of course, COVID-19 test kits as well, which Korea has been exporting a lot of. Mm. Now, the most popular export destination was China, which accounts for 20% of total exports, followed by 
the U.S., Vietnam, and Japan.、Mm. Now, the number of SMEs has also increased over the past 11 years by、uh, just over 16 percent, amounting to 87,000 firms. Now,、uh, the government says it will help to keep the momentum going by expanding support to SMEs、uh, that are entering global markets.、Mm. All right, on to our fifth keyword of the day. Tax delays. So, rival parties have agreed to ease tax burdens for single homeowners as well as cryptocurrencies. So,、mm. what's the latest? Yeah, the National Assembly approved a revision to the Income Tax Act that calls for easing a threshold of capital gains tax exemption on、mm. real estate sales for those with only one home. Now, the bottom limit of the assessed value of properties subject to capital gains tax will be raised from 900 million won to 1.2 billion won.、Mm. Now the limit was set at 900 million won since 2008, but considering inflation and house price hikes,、uh, the lawmakers decided to raise the cap.、Uh, the revision is expected to come into effect in a few weeks' time.、Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the National Assembly's Strategy and Finance Committee also agreed to delay taxation on gains from cryptocurrency trading by one year to the year 2023. The bill will delay the government's plan to impose a 20% tax on capital gains from transactions of virtual assets. This is an apparent attempt to win support from young voters during the presidential election next year.、Mm-hmm. Uh, the passage also comes amid views that it's not desirable to tax、uh, such assets next year when the kind of legal definition of cryptocurrencies hasn't yet been established and、uh, infrastructure to tax such assets have also yet to be fully acquired. So、yeah. there could be a lot of backlash from cryptocurrency traders、mm-hmm. if it was to be implemented. So soon. Yeah, so good news for the、mm. uh, cryptocurrencies、um, and also for the single homeowners.、Mm-hmm. And moving on to our last keyword of the day Arctic rain. A、uh, recent study shows that there could be more rainfall than snow in the Arctic in as little as 30 years、mm. because of the world's changing climate. Run us through. Yeah, today、uh, more snowfall, of course, falls in the Arctic than rain does, but that's、uh. expected to reverse sometime between、uh, 2050 and 2080. That's according to research led by the University of Manitoba and、mm-hmm. published in the journal Nature Communications. Previously, the transition to a rain dominated Arctic was expected to happen somewhere between 2070 and 2090. Now, the lead author, Michelle McChrystal, says the biggest precipitation changes will happen during the The fall.、Uh, predominant snowfall and snow precipitation is still expected in the winter months, though,、mm-hmm. even by the end of the century.、Uh, some regions will make the transition earlier than others, she explained, based、mm-hmm. on their temperatures and proximity to the North Pole.、Uh, McChrystal said the 20 Uh, 50 to 2080 range in which the transition could happen reflects the variability of all the data that was used, but the average points to it happening more specifically around the year 2070.、Mm. And now, researchers say the switchover would lead to accelerated global heating and sea level rise, as well as mass starvation of wildlife、uh, in the region,、uh, for example, reindeer.、Mm. Uh, that's because when rain falls onto an existing snowpack, it freezes, of course, because of the cold temperature. 
temperatures. That forms an ice layer either on the snow or within it. Now, because of that ice, foraging animals will have a harder time reaching the grassland that lies beneath it. Mm. Um, Researchers also warn that such changes may increase extreme weather events such as floods and heat waves in continents such as Europe, Asia and North America, something we've been seeing recently as well Mm, in those places. Yeah, it's a a global problem that Mm -hmm. really needs a global answer. Uh, Thank you so much, Adam, for today's coverage. I'll see you again tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.